0: It's not about me I'm only here for a minute And I know that I can't fix it I can help even just a little bit not you let me
2: try. Hello and welcome to the latest Laz and Powers podcast. I am Mark Lazarus of The Athletic. I am joined, as always, by Scott Powers of The Athletic. Uh, Scott, how you doing? Good. I missed you. I know, right? I, I, I hope everybody enjoyed the thoughtful, intelligent, learned conversation uh, of deep hockey analysis last week with Daryl Belfry because you're getting none of that today because I'm back.
3: I, it was very much a one way conversation. Like, I just asked Daryl a question, and let him speak for like 15 minutes. So it was. Uh... Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure there was much intelligence being spewed on this side of it. It was just it was yeah. No it was great, you know, Daryl I obviously I love Daryl and uh thankful for him coming on and um but yeah, it's been it's good to have you back and um
2: yeah I was listening to that. I was driving through Alligator Alley listening to that one and it was uh, it was keeping me awake, so I appreciated it <laughs>
3: God, that's the, it's the only time that you probably listen to the podcast like I just I it got is it. yeah yeah there's no way I'm listening
2: <laughs> every now and every now and then it pops on in the car because I like you know I'll, I'll, sometimes I'll click on it just to, just to make sure it's like working and uh, so we'll get in the car with the kids and it'll automatically pop on because it's the last thing I had turned on, and I listen to everything at one point5 speed and yeah.
3: You cannot listen to me at 1.5 speed. That's what I've learned. (laughs) I I I think you started. I I I listen everything at 1.5 speed now too, and I think it's It's the best. It's uh, and the only time it's challenging is like when, when I'm listening to like Irish podcasts or just, you know, people <laughs> it's uh, but yeah, I've, got, I've gotten so used to it, too. It's like it's the only way I can listen to things.
2: I, uh, uh, speaking of Irish, I, I finally saw Belfast. I was in Florida. Oh, yeah, I was at my great, mom's yeah. place and we watched Belfast. Uh, you, you know how every every old person's TV has that weird smoothing thing that they never turn off, that flat thing. uh it's hard to describe if you know what i'm talking about i know i'm not alone because it's all over the internet if you know what i'm talking about it's so much worse with a black and white movie like it felt like it was like watching dennis the menace or something it had no depth to it whatsoever but the movie itself was really good i enjoyed it yeah
3: yeah and i enjoyed that um i i i I can't stand the the sound of my own voice like it's I i don't know what it is like i uh uh, if I hear it, like even, you know, like Ben Pope sometimes will, uh, you know, during the press conferences, he'll pull up a quote and he'll start listening to it on his phone. And, and if it was my question, like I just, I screech, like it just, it just, <laughs> it just, it bothers me so much. Like it just, um, yeah, I don't know what it is. I, there, who, who's the one actor was a, um, there's one actor that who, who's that same way too. Like it was, uh, he left a, uh, he was doing an interview with NPR or something. Um, was it Jared, Jared Leto? Is that his name? He's a little bit of a crazy guy. Um, but yeah, he he's the same way too. Like they, they he started playing like his his clip and and he just left the interview. And I don't think he came back at all. He's um, such a method actor. Oh my god, yeah, he's so lost method, in the role. I'm a method podcaster, so I uh, <laughs> I'm not sure it's Jared Leto. I don't think that's the right guy. Who am I thinking? You, of? Scott, you
2: can't kick open a, an anecdote here and not know who you're talking about. This is very unprofessional.
3: No, I think it's Jared Ladle. Yeah, I'll,
2: <laughs> I'll get back. Yeah. I, I think we I'm live right in a society, Scott. Oh, Andrew
3: Adam Driver. I think oh, Adam he Driver.
2: He's he does have a weird voice. He's got an interesting timbre to his voice. He's a yeah. terrific actor, but he's like got a he's got a strange kind of uh, like a, he's got he's a, that I think that's what helps him is he's kind of got a unique voice that helps him with his roles.
3: They're, they're both in House, House of Gucci, so I think I got
2: it. Uh, Stuff. <laughs> so. I did. I did not see House of Gucci yet. <laughs> yeah, I watched it on a on a flight. It was. I, uh... I saw the trailer for that movie three thousand times. And there was only so much Lady Gaga doing that voice I could handle, so yeah. I'll, I'll get around to it eventually.
3: Yeah. Um. So hockey. Um. So yeah. Like the Blackhawks are terrible. Everything's awful. <laughs> so let's talk retired numbers. That's what this is what I really want to talk yeah, about. Yeah. I, I think that I think this is the conversation for today. It's uh, I, I, the two things I want to talk about was season tickets. The Blackhawks kind of walked uh, walked us th- writers through it the other day, and and, and the retired numbers with with Hossa. and they're, they're certainly milking Marion Hosa for all they can get right well, now. Well, this is right? this like, is what this is what I wanted. like Look.
2: Marion Hossa is probably, I, I, my 10 seasons covering the Blackhawks, Marion Hossa is probably my favorite player to watch. I love the guy as a player. He is absolutely deserving of having his jersey retired. He certainly was a first ballot Hall of Famer. I do not mean to besmirch the name of Marion Hossa here. He's, guy, he's a, one of the nicest guys I've ever dealt with, even if he's kind of an alien who doesn't live on this planet sometimes. Uh, I have stories about that. He just lives in a different world than the rest of us. But he totally deserves to have his number hanging from the Raptors. That said, if the Blackhawks were good right now, would they be retiring Marian Hossa's number? This feels like they need things to get people excited about. Because if you look at the history, their history of retiring numbers, and I get this is a new regime. That could be part of it, too. They're just open. But Marian Hossa, he's not the guy I would have thought would have been a sure thing to get his jersey. His best years were in Ottawa and Atlanta. Like he, he was a, a huge, the greatest free agent signing in Chicago history. He's a huge part of those cups. They don't win without him. I get all that. He deserves
3: it. But they also probably don't win because of Nicholas Johnson and Patrick. Sharp. This like, is what I, I'm I, saying. Yeah. So I, I, I was going through this yesterday, and I um, just looking at even I, I guess the advanced analytics of those teams and who were the best players. Like, like, the, like, there's a perception of players, right? Like, it's like you know, like I think Host is perceived to be a better player than, than Sharp was because. Um, cause the way he played two ways, the way they played on the top line, but when you look sharp at the is anal- a really good two way player. Well, I know, but I'm just saying like, I, I guess Holster just had this perception where we started talking about with him with Selkie and stuff like that, right. you know, like he was just, so he, he got elevated, but when you look at the numbers and the actual impact of those teams, I mean, sharp arguably had a bigger impact at times, yeah. you know? Um, and, and John Wilson, certainly when you look at the analytics defensively, um, and, uh, yeah, I, it's it's odd because I think Mario Jose as a whole, you know, like the complete player of his entire career. He's worthy of the Hall of Fame. He's worthy of having his number retired if you're basing it on the whole, you know, I guess the whole picture. But when you're talking about his time with the Blackhawks, while it's it's really, really good. And, and he certainly was important in those teams that what he brought to the team, um, you know, from, you know, in and outside the locker room. But um yeah, I don't know how much how how much you can differentiate what he did than than Sharp or Jamilson, and um, you know we, we certainly thought Kane and and and, and Taves and Keith and, and Seabrook are probably going to be retired, um, but now host opens up the conversation that I, if I'm Sharp or I'm johnson like why not me? You know like, right. how this yeah. those those are you know johnson was drafted by the Blackhawks with the organization forever. Sharp was you know was there during the bad times and stuck yep. with him and, and was a very consistent you know 20-30 goal scorer for so long and. Um and certainly Sharp's continue to have a large like I I feel like they've set up Holst like you know Holst talked about last night you know wanting to do something with the organization and Sharp uh, you know Sharp was in advisory committees along with Holson Sharp's done games like I feel like he's a bigger piece to the Blackhawks too especially with his career ending that it would make sense so yeah I, I wonder if. Yeah, maybe this is the first of many retirement ceremonies we get in yeah. the coming years. I mean, I,
2: I thought for years, and I've talked about this ad nauseum about how there would be some kind of banner for the core, for the seven three-time Stanley Cup champions, for Kane, Taves, Keith Seabrook, Jamerson, Hosa, and Sharp. Like, there would be some kind of banner for them. Maybe even Joel Quenville's on there if we can, you know, if if, if this was before all this stuff happened. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, I And I thought that Keith... Kane and Taves would have separate actual individual jerseys retired. Because they're the three Hall of Famers, right? They're the three Blackhawks Hall of Famers. Marion yeah. Hossa is a Hall of Famer, but he's a Hall of Famer because of the total picture, like you said. Um, so so I, now this this really does. Like, I don't know how you don't retire every single one of those seven guys. Corey Crawford's in the picture now. How do you retire Marion Hossa and not retire Chris Chelios? If you're talking about that whole picture that you're talking about, people say, well, he had some of his best years in Detroit. Well, so what now? He's a Hall of Famer. And he played a big role for the Blackhawks for years, eight, eight, nine years, whatever he was here for. How do you not retire his number now? How is Steve Larmer's number 28 not retired? His whole career was with the Blackhawks, save for the, the the one year he played with the Rangers. He played 900-something games, never missed a game, was more than a point-a-game player. How do you not have him up? Jeremy Roenick, okay, another flawed guy. But if you look at the numbers, he was one of the most you know uh, 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 prolific individual performers in Blackhawks history. How do you not put Jeremy Roenick up now? The num- the number of numbers that could go up there now because you put Hosa up there is just massive. And maybe that's what they want to do. They want to have a lot of ceremonies. They want to have a lot of reasons to drive uh, fans to the arena over the next couple of years. And th- that's fine. I guess I get that. And, and again, I, none of this is meant to besmirch Hosa. He, be- he does belong in the rafters, but... S- the Blackhawks it's had such a of- It's more about the
3: quantity of, of that, 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 right. that it brings, right? The like Blackhawks had
2: such a, that, that you can, like, like, every member of the 1970s Pittsburgh Steelers is in the Hockey Hall of Fame, right? Every member of the 1980s New York Islanders is hanging in the rafters. Clark Gillies and Bobby Nystrom, guys that aren't, like, mega Hall of Fame superstar-type players are, are hanging from the rafters. You can do that with the Blackhawks. That era deserves it. I get that. But now you have to do that. And then retroactively, you have to look back at well, we've been notoriously stingy. Why isn't Doug Wilson? He's in the Hall of Fame. If, is is being a Hall of Famer now the bar for Jersey retirement? Because then you got to get Doug Wilson's up there. Like there's so many guys now that you have to look back in history and say, all right, well if 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 and I don't want to say lowered the bar, but if we've opened the door now to more than just the greatest of the greatest of the greatest. Then there's like 15 guys waiting in
3: line that got to get up there, right? Yeah, it's odd because when when John McDonough and, and they were all here, that it was just it, it seemed like such a different mentality where we certainly asked questions about Larmer and, and and all these people, and you just you got met, you know, like it was just they they didn't seem interested in doing it, you know, like they they, they never tried to put any of those players down, but you, you certainly thought of it as this you know like this another level of. Consideration that they just weren't putting those people through, and they just didn't meet those expectations or meet that criteria, um, and and yeah, maybe some you know some of this may just be with the change of you know Danny Wirtz and Jamie Faulkner, and um, and I, I, yeah, I don't know. It, it's inter- I'm curious who's next. You know, like it, I think. It's at this point, you know, you know, Sharp, Jarmelson, those guys are their yeah. careers are Johnson, but they, they
2: just had a Jalmerson night and they didn't retire his jersey. Right. And, during and, it, so. and
3: it makes me think that Jarmelson may not be in that category, and that's I, bullshit. I,
2: and frankly, that's bullshit. like you can't retire Marion Host's jersey and not retire Nicholas Jalmerson. Yeah, he was every bit as important, if not more important, to those teams. He was a huge part of those teams. I
3: feel like it's all perception, right? Like some of it's like it was just Host that was put in this different. Yeah, this another sphere. And I, and I, yeah, it was just, yeah, everyone's, I feel like Marion like Hosa like when, during Taves thousandth thousands game ceremony. Um, it, like he got a louder applause than, than anyone, else, you yeah. know, like it's just, well, he's it, beloved and he's like, he's yeah, got, for sure. he's
2: like unimpeachable too. Right. Everybody loves like, who doesn't love Marion Hosa? He's, you know, he, he, it's just like, all right, what's the bar is the bar that you won Stanley cups with the Blackhawks. Cause there's a lot of those is the bar that you have to be in the hall of fame. Well, there's still there's there's guys waiting for that.
3: Then if you you go back to Doug Wilson and all them, there's it's the the, the bar feels like now it should be the the guys that all the guys who won the three cups because I think I think what about Corey Crawford,
2: best goal none of the two or three best goalies in franchise history won two Stanley Cups.
3: Yeah, probably not. Yeah, this this is what I'm saying. Like the bar, I I like I feel like I can make that case against more that I can make like the three guys who won it. Like I I think this. The whole thing—it feels like you have to put everyone up there that was part of those cups and, and all those guys. It's not like there's none of those players. I I could. Oh, none like of them were passengers. Deserve. Yeah, they were all yeah, like, like, so, main yeah, players. Like, so I, I think that's an easy one. The, the Lumber one, and then and certainly, you know, I, I guess just Ronick and uh, you know, I think Ronick's thought of differently now too. I I, I don't think. And Ronick's time Ronick. in
2: Chicago was pretty brief too. He didn't win anything, and it was brief. And he's not in the Hall of Fame. Like you can argue against. Like I, there are. There's a whole generation of Blackhawks fans that are Blackhawks fans because of Jeremy Roenick. You can't discount that. But his time in Chicago, I mean, he was—I uh, got it up here. Hang on a second. He was only—he's eight years in Chicago. He played 524 games. I mean, he was great. He had 600 points in those games. But you know, you can—I ar- can get the argument against Jeremy Roenick, but I don't see how you can raise Marian Hossa and not almost everybody else I've mentioned so far. Yeah,
3: I, I think I think Larmer and and everyone else from that won three cups. I think that's. I'd be surprised. You got to get those... Doug
2: Wilson up there too.
3: And, and Doug Wilson too, yeah. Well, Larmer and Wilson, and then everyone who won it, and then I the, <laughs> do feel bad for the team of the guys and, who all and, and, left. And, and Peter Regan and Kyle Comiskey. Well, obviously, yeah. <laughs>
2: I don't know, but it's, it's an interesting debate because, like, the Blackhawks, you know, for so long, their thing was no, it's, it's, it's super exclusive to do this. And, you know, when you bring in a guy I, I mean, who I, spent I more than half right, his like... career outside of Chicago, it becomes an interesting discussion yeah
3: and I, I i i don't know necessarily like it was yeah like great you want this to be a special thing but i, I think they were being too stingy with it before. oh yeah like it hundred it, it didn't make much sense to me that they weren't opening that door a little bit more and um yeah like i i don't know if there was like we never certainly got an answer why not larmer but yeah like it's it's confi- It it's confusing why the, that they were so stingy about that and um yeah, I don't know. The, the whole thing, like I, I feel like Rocky Words has a certain relationship with the Hosa and there's just and, and yeah, I don't know. It feels like it's driven more by um a feeling than uh than a than yeah. actual criteria, right? Like well, everybody loves Marion Hosa, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, and and, and yeah, I guess. That, you know, I, I, I
2: do think maybe the Hall of Fame thing is the factor. Maybe the fact that he was a first ballot Hall of Famer who uh you know, won three cups with the Blackhawks, you put him up there then that 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 brings in Doug Wilson to the conversation cuz he just got inducted into the Hall of Fame <clears throat> but maybe then you have an argument against the other guys well you know Nicholas Jalmerson and Patrick Sharp they're not Hall of Famers i don't buy that because they're no, all on an e- they're all on yeah. equal footing in Blackhawks history in my mind yeah. but i mean
3: maybe that's where they're going to try to draw the line i don't know i do wonder you know, though, you know you know what you know what will be odd is if, if Kane and Taves and Keith and Seabrook and to get inducted. And then at the 25 year reunion, Jarmoson and Sharp haven't been, you know, haven't like, been put up in the rafters <laughs> like, it, Sharp, like Sharp, it, Sharp was always felt disrespected in that whole generation, too. Yeah, he always, this is not going to help his ego. <laughs>
2: I don't know. It, it's an interesting debate because I mean, it, it's such an arbitrary thing. I mean, the jersey number retirement, whatever. Like, and, and every team has different ones. I mean, you've got you know some. I know, some but if you,
3: I mean, if you do, if you do some of them and not all of them, like it it's, becomes it's, it's going to look that, really weird. That becomes a
2: statement, right? You're you as a team are saying Marion Hossa was more important than Patrick Sharp and Nicholas
3: Johansson and Brett. Seabrook. Well, it, it's gonna, when you. Like, it's, it's a while before all those other guys are done, Keith and Seabrook and. Well,
2: and, well, that, you know, well Seabrook is an interesting one to me because a. He shares number seven with Chris Chelios. So that becomes an odd little thing. Can you retire Seabrook and not Chelios? Uh, but oh, Maybe the, they do
3: both. And maybe they, They've already that, got you know, two number threes. They got Paul yeah, and
2: Magnussen up there. So yeah, for you sure. can do that.
3: But and maybe they do retire Seth Jones while he's still playing. So there's two fours up there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Brett
2: Seabrook is so beloved and, uh, and m- almost like mythicized in Blackhawks lore. He wasn't better than Nicholas Jalmerson. And he wasn't better than Patrick Sharp. He wasn't the fourth most important person on that team. Yeah. Like, if you're really forcing me to rank them, I'm going probably Keith, Kane, Taves are like. Really hard to interchange, I think and then that, like when I was looking at the analytics, I think Taves like Taves had some. Ma- monster, oh, Taves like, was a monster. People forget how good Taves yeah. was. Like, like they, they laugh when he was on the all-time one hundred list, and you know that he's. I think Taves
3: like the, a, was a the actual, monster. Like, the uh, the goals above replacement actually had the most of. He among, was all a those
2: players. monster player, yeah. just an absolute beast, and really skilled too. So you got those three guys; they're like the holy trinity. Yeah. Then you probably have Hosa right after them. Then I'm probably saying Sharp and Johnerson Seabrook. I'm not sure that Seabrook's at the top of that list. So I'm not sure Seabrook has the legend. Everybody loves him. He was the paterfamilias, all that. But I don't see how you could put him up there and not put Sharp and Johansson. They were as good, if not more important.
3: And I don't, I, I don't even know the numbers will say that Hosa was a fourth or not. Like there was, like, I don't know if the analytics are going to tell you that or the numbers. People like, will tell you feeling.
2: that Ho- Hosta is the you know, you know, you, you know a lot. You've you, you've done a lot of reporting on this, and I wrote a book about this. And like Hosta is the guy that came in and made the Blackhawks professionals. Right. I mean, there's yeah. something to be said for that. Just he came in after having been to the Stanley Cup final two straight years, and he took this ragtag bunch of you know hard drinking twenty somethings and made. The than professionals like there, there are intangibles that you have to. It's not just oh, expected sure. goals for. No, for sure. But, no, Seabrook, but, I, had but that, Seabrook had a huge role like that. John was an inspirational guy. Sharp was was one of those guys that kept the room light. There's there's value in all these different things. Yeah. But, but
3: like, even thinking like thinking now that we've seen like what Caden's lines do, you know, like it and and Kane's defense hasn't, you know, like it hasn't fallen off that far. Like I think there's more of a testament to what even Sharp did as a two way player with Kane yeah. and how that line. Um, you know, was 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 responsible in, in, sharp, and sharp. Yeah. Sharp is
2: a fascinating guy because he really was a terrific all star level player. He was a much better defense. He was a full blown. He wasn't Jonathan Taves, but like everything, he was always overshadowed. But he wasn't the scorer that Kane was, but he was a really good scorer. He wasn't the defensive force that Taves was, but he was a really good two hundred foot player. He did everything really well. Scored a ton of goals. Probably should have won the con Smythe in twenty ten. Uh, like there, there's. His resume is very impressive with the Blackhawks, and I think I feel like he's always overlooked.
3: After those top three, I, I think you you can make debates like regarding what what, what did, I guess depending on what kind of criteria you want to use. Like, there's there's an argument for all those players yeah. and how much value they brought to it. absolutely. And, then, and, and obviously, the reason why they won three cups is because all those players were really good. And well, really, how many how really many helpful. teams have seven guys like that exactly? That's yeah, how you win so. three cups. But that's that, that's my
2: entire point is by 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 putting hosts up there you absolutely have to put those other guys up there uh, yeah. and not in some like core banner like I've always been touting. It's got to be individual banners. for well, reasons. That, yeah, It's going to look like, like National Coliseum. Banner's with, gone. You know, <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. So I, 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 it, it's an interesting decision that they have made because they had to think about this when they make this decision that, all right, well, we're going to have a lot of these ceremonies. And I do think this is the cynic in me. This is just, you know, you know rain on everyone's parade mark here. But I do think That if they were good right now, this wouldn't really be happening. Like, this feels like a thing where you need to drum up excitement for a fan base that doesn't have a lot to be excited about right now. And that, I think that might be as much as anything why there's a change in criteria here and it's a good change it's a well it's a change i welcome like these guys should be up to- you should always honor your history I, I nobody traffics in nostalgia like i do you should always be you know talking about your history and playing that up and there should be more of that at the united center statues and all that fun stuff uh but it is a change it is a notable change in the uh the mentality of 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 who gets the honor and you know it's still owned by the Wurtzes. so it's there's it, it different presidents and different ceos and all that but uh it, it it, it's a, it's a noteworthy change in the in the mindset of of who gets honored and who does not in this in this organization, and I think we're gonna have a lot of these ceremonies coming up.
3: As, as much as Rocky Words is the the one common person between the two regimes, like I feel like this has been either been John McDonough's doing, or th- this feels like it's you know like obviously Jamie you know Danny and Danny Words and Jamie Faulkner feel like the, this is a lot more their hand in this. word. like I'm sure Rocky Words, like if Johnny if John McDonough said like oh, yeah let's 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 retire Steve Larmer, like they would have done that too, you know like. Unless, unless Rocky Warts really hates Steve Larimer, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> he, did, he did demand a trade out, right? So,
0: <laughs> Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us.
1: you can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
3: Um, the other part, the other, and I, I guess transition a little bit and, and something else that does feel like change is is how the Blackhawks are dealing with their season tickets. And um, and this goes kind of hand in hand in, in needing people in the building and, and, you know, we've seen that fall off, um, you know, this year with the, the season, I got it. it feels so long ago that the, uh, the sellout streak ended, but there was still this season, um, <laughs> that it was, uh, if, for that to end. And, and, you know, the, um, we, we'd sat down, uh, media sat down with, uh, Jamie Faulkner and, um, uh, with, uh, Jamie, uh, why am I blinking his name? now. Jamie Sp- was it Spencer, right? Um, who, uh, i was in florida i have no idea dude. yeah no i, I gotta, <laughs> uh, um but they, they had sat down with us to explain um kind of what, what what they're doing with season ticket holder season tickets going forward and, and how they're having a little bit more uh flexibility to what they're doing you know like they they, they said that they don't have what well, there's no list anymore like it's completely gone like it's um you know like for for so many years there they yeah. had um yeah they, they i mean there they were they could just you know, people fall off, people jumped on, and, and now it's um, – yeah, there's there's just nobody there, and now they need to fill things. So they're, they're having a lot of flexibility. It was really interesting where, um, you know, I guess – Having you know, even for me, like I had Chicago Fire season tickets, you know, three or four years ago, and and having flexibility feels like such a thing. Where I wasn't, you know, trying to sell on the secondary market, and I think that was a big thing for the Blackhawks fans in the past. Where, um, you know, just losing money now just because you, you you can't sell them. Um, but now, um, I, I feel like the flexibility where you can you can trade games and you can you know like you can pick. Um, you know, there's certainly different kind of packages now. Where I, I think in the past the Blackhawks were pretty limited in what they offered fans. You know, mostly a full season. Because because that's what they could and now right. and now there's you know there's 20 game packs and half seasons and um i think 10 games and 5 games and um and and, and and they also understand like i guess some of the big takeaways they said they heard from fans um i think one was that they heard the tickets were too expensive so um they they started sh- creating more tiers like i think there was uh like they have thirty-two different color coding basically throughout the whole stadium. So like it, they've they've put more of an exact price on specific seats, and uh, for the most part, most of the tickets have gone down. A few areas have gone up, but um, they've put more of um, yeah. And a lot of those tickets, I think they said ninety-three percent of the tickets have either remained the same or have been lowered. So I, I think they've understood that. Um, you know that they. they they heard that season ticket holders want to be more valued, so like they, uh, you know, put more of an emphasis on promotions and um, yeah, just the things that those season ticket holders get, and um, and the t- ticket flexibility, of trading games out, and you know, there's there's games that are certain tiers, and we've seen that around sports too, where like there's more important games, but right, um, it, Dy- it was, yeah, dynamic it
2: was, pricing as they call it,
3: yeah, yeah, it was, it was just yeah, it was uh, Jamie Spencer was a person, um, um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was it was interesting to see that. I, I think it was another sign of change too, and some of it's out of necessity right like it's just it, it isn't what it used to be and they need to fill up stands um but also another sign of evolution you know like i feel like this is um this is how season ticket holders are you know being treated uh in a lot of sports and i think a lot of people and i think this is you know when jamie faulkner's influence you've seen in the broadcasting and and maybe we can even talk about that a little bit i don't think we talked about chris Vosters being hired but um that uh, that you see some more of her stamping put on the Blackhawks and some of this, um, yeah, just how how they're changing things and how from a year a few years ago, whether it's whether it's how they're retiring numbers or how they're tre- you know yeah. treating and, and dealing season tickets to uh, the broadcasting that they're, um it, it feels like change is, has been implemented a little bit more than it you know we'd seen in the past.
2: Well, I've, I've never had season tickets to anything. Uh, other than like Broadway, oh, yeah? in, other than Broadway in Chicago, which doesn't give you a whole lot of uh, benefits, other than making sure you get seats. But um, like uh, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a United Platinum and I Marriott Lifetime Titanium. I understand that if you put a lot of money into something, you feel you should be treated better than your average consumer. Yeah. I get that. That makes sense to me. Like you know, we we you know took the family to Universal Studios uh, while I was on vacation. And you know, I walked into a hotel that wasn't a Marriott. And I had to wait in a line to check in. And oh my the god! Room wasn't ready yet. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, what planet are we on? Like, this isn't how I'm normally Th- there treated. There
3: were no Marriotts
2: there. Uh, not on not on campus. No. Oh, so like, it was a very nice hotel. Everything was fine, but it was like I had no special treatment. We were on the first floor. Are you kidding me? So I get it. <laughs> like, if you're spending like gobs of money, you want special treatment. I know it's, it's classist and I don't love it, but it's the way it is. And, um, but it's interesting now because season tickets, you know, my brother was a New York giant season ticket holder for a number of years and he would sell two of the eight games every year and make all of his money back. So basically it would, he would upfront the money and then by the end of the season, he would have profited on buying season tickets you yeah. can't do that with the Blackhawks anymore. Blackhawks no. season ticket holders did that for years where they would sell a handful of games and you could get so much money on the secondary market that it would just take a huge chunk out of your debt there. Uh right now, yeah they, they lowered prices, that's great. They should be doing that, but you could also but you can only sell them for like 15 20 bucks on the open market. So you don't need season tickets because you can get into the building for any game. It used to be really hard to get into the building. Yeah. So If you don't care about things like the special treatment and you don't care about things like, you know, having the same seat mates every game and knowing your community around you in the arena, which a lot of people love, then you could get into the rink for so much cheaper now. So the Blackhawks have to do these things. They have to make it more appealing to you to buy season tickets because you don't need them anymore. You used to need season tickets because it was the only way you can get in the building. It was certainly the only way you were going to get playoff tickets. And none of that's the case anymore. So the Blackhawks, you know, to their credit, are trying to come up they're not just saying you know we're the chicago blackhawks you know fuck you you're going to pay us money they're trying to meet the the the, meet the fans somewhere in the middle here and and i'm curious to see how it works like you said that waiting list was years long not that long ago it's gone now so you know these aren't desperate times for the blackhawks but it could get that place pretty quickly
3: i i went to the the cubs uh home opener yesterday and and like it it, it was amazing. Like one, one what the secondary market is for for the first game, and then it's obviously the, the couple of the games after where you can get tickets so far under price. I mean, people are just undercutting each other to, to sell their season tickets, and especially um, when it's thirty five
2: degrees out in April. There's no place, no yeah, colder but, place yeah. on
3: the planet than Wrigley in April. I know, but it like it felt weird. Like I like usually even the home opener, you know, like it, it would sell out regardless of what yeah. the weather was. I mean, it was all it's always crappy weather, and, and you know, for most home openers, for it to to be so few fans there yet. Yesterday. Um, I feel like in some ways both organizations are, are kind of going through the same thing. Um, you know, the, the Cubs have certainly, you know, peeled back their team in a lot of ways. And um, and, and we're seeing that with the Blackhawks and, and rebuilding in some ways. I'm not sure the Cubs was as necessary where I'm sure if you put up the money to get uh, Baez or, or Bryant or whomever to back, like I think fans would have had a different mindset going into the season. But um, yeah, it, it was I, I found a lot of, you know, just common threads between what those uh, in that secondary market like right now it's 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 easy to get a Blackhawk tickets and it's yeah. it's obviously really easy to get Cubs tickets and certainly a lot more baseball games but um yeah i i wonder what the you know for for the Faulkner family i'm sure they have these conversations <laughs> too just at the dinner table know, yeah. With, yeah just uh kind of finding ways to uh you're wake your way through rebuilds and and when fans aren't into it like it's um yeah it's, it's I'll, really I'll say this
2: Blackhawks fans deserve a lot not to suck up too hard but they deserve a lot of credit this year like they're still 18 19,000 people at every game for a bad team that's doesn't
3: play an exciting brand of hockey uh and, and especially well, you, that's you, you, I feel like it's been more like it's it's been more interesting like that Strom came to Brinkett line I think it's like yeah, it's it's but, you, it. but
2: you, you lose Mark Andre Fleury he was a reason to yeah, come. For sure, yeah. like it's 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 been really – and I don't know how long that's going to last because right now people are coming because, like I said, they couldn't get in the building for years and now they can. uh, The the price has dropped so much that it's opened the, the, the Blackhawks up to an entire new segment of the population. That's great. How long is that going to last? Is that going to last if the Blackhawks are tanking next year, trying to get the top pick? There's a lot of factors. That I, I I wonder how I long think as this long as last. Kane's
3: there, that there's a certain which right? is why like you, which is a big reason you keep Patrick Kane, right? Yeah, like like he's the one person that I feel like if you take away Kane, the attendance drops. I don't think that happens with Taves or anyone else. You yeah, know, he's, like he's still
2: Showtime. Yeah,
3: yeah, I, I think it's uh, and, and ultimately like, he's still the reason a lot of those chances and why there's. Scoring any goals is, is still happening. So yeah, I, I feel like even if Kane wanted out, I'm not sure the Blackhawks would you know like oblige that. You know, like, right? It's uh, it's uh, yeah. I think so much is tied to that. Otherwise, you're gonna have yeah have love we'll even more numbers retired, like 80 numbers retired next season. So so Chris Vosters, Um, I got to listen to the game last night. Obviously, I had the Mets on. It
2: was kind of half and half. I was listening to the Mets and 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 the Blackhawks last night because I was home. Um. I don't think any of us are surprised that he won the sweepstakes. He's very polished. He's very good. He's active online. They, the Hawks love that. Um, I, I'm concerned about what they're doing with John Weideman, though. Like, yeah, no, like, like, like J, Jason Ross is really good, and I like him. He he was you know one and one a with Vosters in my mind in this pool. I, I think Jason Ross has got a huge future and a great voice. What a great voice he's got, but. They're, they they and, and I understand why the Blackhawks want to keep him in the fold, but by taking John Weideman out of the radio booth, from what I can tell, against his wishes and against what the Blackhawks fans would that doesn't set Jason Ross up for success, it pisses fans off and it takes one of the best radio guys in all of sports out of the booth. I'm not sure what you're doing there,
3: yeah. It's like if you were just basing this on, I, I think, on skill and you know, like I, I and, and just. Weidman could have done the TV, and it, w- it would have been fine. He did you know, great like in he, the games. He, in, in the games he got, and he got the shortest yeah. audition
2: out of any of these guys. They never really gave him a fair chance.
3: Yeah, I, I think they kind of had their mind up that they were. It was gonna. Be, it was gonna be younger. It was yeah. gonna be different. It was, um, yeah. Just uh, and it, it was interesting doing the story on Vossers, and, and and he and I, I probably want to listen to notebook at some point, but it even talked about like he's still finding his hockey footing like he he's comfortable and and versatility is one of the reasons that you know he's he's done so well early on in his career because he can jump around from hockey to Olympic sports, to the baseball. Yeah. Um, but he's not consistently called hockey and, and done it over a full season. And um, you know, he even said that, you know, just learning the teams and, you know, something that Pat Foley talked about when, when I had breakfast with him, was just the grind of it, like you, you know, like I haven't seen, you know, I think he said, I haven't seen the devils in two years and not to learn all those players. And so, you, you know, you're, you're learning the teams and, um, and, and this you know like we also talked about the ways you call hockey it's pretty similar to radio in hockey where you're um you know you're not letting the pictures do as much of the talking as you would in other sports because it's so fast and you're, you're trying to keep you know listeners and watchers kind of up to date where where the puck's moving in that so we talked a lot about style um but uh yeah i, I think yeah for weideman like he like if it was t- if he had done the tv i don't think anyone would be like oh that, that would have been a great decision and and that made sense and um but for them to not give him the T V and then to say, We're gonna cut you back on the radio too, like it was This is a guy who I, takes I, a, I, yeah. I, I get it. I get it why the Blackhawks are doing this and 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 they certainly obviously wanted with Jason Ross Jr. involved and um and this is the logical part where you're probably not gonna cut Chris Foster's time right away. But yeah, it's I um I'm sure John White won't tell won't, won't tell us anything publicly or on the record, but I'm sure that he's he's frustrated. <laughs> well, he, 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 this is a guy who takes a lot
2: of pride in that he never misses a game. Oh, he, missed, sure, yeah. he missed one game in his like his entire Blackhawks career because he was in the hospital in Vancouver during the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, they had a fly in yeah. Judd Surratt to fill in for him because you know Brandon Faber wouldn't let him out of the hospital room because he wanted to go cover the game. Uh, it, it's uh, it's got it's got to be eating him up, and it's not it's not. It's not fair to him. It's not a good way to treat someone. I know everyone was on one-year contracts. That was one of the things that I think Danny Wirtz came in. I, I remember hearing that, that everybody was on one-year contracts because they wanted to see what the situation was. But John Wideman is universally liked and respected, and Blackhawks fans like him a lot. And I don't know. This, this just seems like maybe getting a little too cute. Like, like, you're fixing something that wasn't broken here.
3: Yeah. It's It's... It's hard because you have four positions, right? Like, and you have two of each. You have two play by play and two color, and and if you want to make change and, and you don't want to move people out, then how do you do it? Like, it's yeah, I I I, I don't know how they do it. You know, like it, it's it's. I I think Jamie Faulkner wanted change, and she wanted um, more youthful takes or more just yeah, it's more difference. You know, and um. And we've seen that even throughout. Obviously, Troy's been sick, and you know, but you've seen that with with Nick Olchek and um, who does a really good job. That's the thing. All, almost everyone they brought in
2: was was pretty darn good. Voster's yeah. is terrific. Ross is terrific. Nick Olchek is fantastic. I love it. it. It's like it's like Eddie, but just like a slight change in the timbre to the voice, the way that he, he punctuates the words. I love listening to him. He he knows the game great. He's got great energy. Like all these guys did a really good job. Uh, Kaylee Chelios did a really good job. Like everyone they yeah. brought in has done a really good job. And Kaylee Chelios has made a, a home for herself in the studio. It seems like she's doing a good job there, but I feel like Col- I Colby her in, the- in between Co- the Co- know, Col- right. Yeah. Colby's at his best when he's between the benches. That's like a great spot for his insight into the game when he's kind of at ground level and, you know, able to see things that only a former player can see, like they've got all these great pieces to work with. Um, and that's a good problem to have as Joel Quenville would always say, but, um, it's a little clumsy how they've managed some of it. I think is all, and I, I think it'll, it'll it'll get to a good conclusion, but it's it's been a little you know fits and starts here.
3: I guess the you have all these people who audition, so you bring all these people in, and and you, you end up liking more than one. It's like, well, what do you do with it, right? right like, right, like it. it it became complicated, so yeah, I'm curious I haven't heard kind of what the split is yet, and w- w- with whiteman and jason ross jr and um yeah i'm I'm curious to see how they have you know like when i jamie Faulkner told me that she wanted john whiteman in in different roles meeting with season ticket holders or you know um sponsors or whatever too, so it sounds like he's got some meeting greets coming up to you know part of this job too, but yeah, it's you know i i remember doing this story on whiteman. Uh, you know, three or four or five years ago, whatever it was, and yeah, the, the part of missing games was such a part of. You know, like he took so much pride in that. You know, right. like it just it's a, he's such a he's a workhorse, pro's pro. man. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. Like there is there is a lot of change going on with the uh, with the Blackhawks in a lot of different ways, and um. Yeah, well, how many, what eleven games left?
2: Eleven, eleven time? games in twenty days, starting Sunday. Wow, yeah. yeah. We're almost there. It's going, to be a, it's going to be a blitz of meaningless hockey to the end here. Look and then we, we can
3: start hyping up the 36th uh, overall
2: draft <laughs> They better win the draft lottery for you and my sake. <laughs> <laughs> well, we made it, what, 36 minutes or so into this podcast without actually talking about the Blackhawks on the ice. I think that's a, a new
3: personal best for us. Uh, it gives yeah, you an I idea. Was, uh, of how,
2: gives you an idea of how we're going to approach the beat these last
3: few weeks. I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think Derek King is, is the same way too. Like last night, he just he was a lo- at a loss. You know, like he he talked so much about how Seattle is going to come in and uh, you know hard on the forecheck and pinch and and the first period like it was seventy to three, seventeen to three in shots and goal. God. Like they just the Blackhawks going to get the puck out and. Um, and he makes a good point. Like he made a good. Point. He's like, there's a lot of guys fighting for their hockey lives. Probably, you know, there's yeah. a lot of guys in the ice, and and some of it just comes down to they're just not skilled enough, they're not good enough. But um, yeah, I think he's at a point where he's. We've heard less humor after some of these games <laughs> where there's a lot of frustration that's uh, kind of seeped into into him too. That it just it's you know uh, they got better as the game went along, but they still they still lost two nothing and not yeah. to score on a five on three uh, um,
2: against a team with the worst goaltending in the league. <laughs> Yeah,
3: it's uh, Seattle's looked really good against the Blackhawks this year, I can say that So, um, but, so yeah, uh, we'll, we'll
2: figure out how to fill the days in the next few weeks here before we move into off-season mode, but um, uh, keep reading, we've got a bunch of stories in the works Scott and I both have some big things planned and uh, we'll, 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 we'll keep your subscription worthwhile, don't you worry
3: <laughs> We certainly try uh, For Mark Lazarus, I am Scott Powers and this is Lazarus Powers and we'll talk to you soon And I
0: know that I can't fix it I can help even just a little bit Won't you let me try